All right. Welcome back to the Surviving Golf podcast, survivinggolf.substack.com. Newsletter out tomorrow. Uh, I'm excited to be back uh, for another week. Uh, we got another uh, member of the casting couch coming back today. Um, Ryan, welcome, buddy. I know it's been a long time coming. Uh, I was very, very excited that you're a golfer because I know we got a prompt lined up. But, dude, what's going on, man? How you been? Hey, thanks for having me, guys. This is uh, this is awesome. I'm I'm glad I'm getting to be part of the show. Yeah, we were uh we were texting offline. I just want to fire right up right up into this because this is one of my favorite sports hypotheticals in a long time, which are like a a subcategory of like my, my favorite things in the world, like weird sports hypotheticals. But you're a golfer. We're obviously a golf podcast. We used to be a golf podcast. Um the the prompt that was raised this week by another another former member of the casting couch, uh MVP of the Turkey Bowl, uh Alex D. Louise, was could you shoot nine under or better at Augusta National Country Club with unlimited mulligans in less than eight hours? And I know that's a lot of qualifiers there, but I feel super duper strongly on one side of this and everybody else that I've talked to disagrees with me. So I'm excited to see where you fall on that debate. Oh boy. Um, so nine under, I'm looking at the scorecard right now. So, um, the master sees like yeah i mean and can we agree under. can we agree when we're thinking of this hypothetical i personally am thinking of augusta like at the masters like as like masters okay. conditions from the tips and i'm thinking of myself like not like a hypothetical hypothetical golfer that's okay. that's just as long as we're all on the same page there. i think i know which way the side you're on and based you've on yeah. a lot of you got a lot of feedback <laughs> the other way uh there's no fucking way oh my god <laughs> there's no fucking way it's so dude, many shots it's so many shots <laughs> dude i could you could stand on the green for an hour and a half from 15 feet and probably miss every one of them that's yeah like, i i well okay so we brought this up maybe a couple days ago and and ed myself um and alex discussed this for probably like an hour or two and um yeah my whole thing was just the the time i i don't think Eight eight hours is enough time given the stamina and like the mental anguish that Augusta is just going to rain on you in, in terms of like, yeah, the greens obviously are ridiculous, but then there's other just factors. I think that like you, you're, you're going to spend like a half hour, 45 minutes on the first couple holes. And I think that at that point that the clock starts becoming an issue for you and you're, you're checking it and, and going faster than you need to. And you're just going to eventually make a big number, even despite the, 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 you know, unlimited mulligans. And at that point you're just toast. Like you're just not going to make enough birdies in, in the time limit, I think. So that's, that's the reasoning for my, my sense. I think, I think the T like T shots to go quick. Like you just need something playable. That's Hit one. Yeah, I think, right. Uh, yeah. maybe not one, but you don't have to be like, you're looking for just one good drive. It doesn't matter. Like if it's your best drive ever, like you if you yeah. hit the fairway, you can probably move on to the next shot. Yeah. You need at least out like out there decent ways, especially, I mean, it's not the longest course in the world, but it's definitely going to give you some trouble from the back tees, but think about your second shot. You have to be, you can't just be on the green. You for, yes. you, you need to be, I mean, for half the holes, you need to birdie. Like, obviously I think you could get away. I mean, I, I think it's 
plausible to shoot even par given that like you are you get freebies all over the place if stamina is not a factor even par is definitely approachable but to i think you can even shoot i think you could maybe even shoot a couple like a couple under par yeah. i just think that um and I, and I think and i think of course you can make burdens i just think that there's also going to be once the time starts winding you know getting down to the wire there's going to be a big number or two thrown up there it's just how, how many 20 or 30 footers do you think you can make on that course zero but okay. for those for those <laughs> well i i wouldn't say zero initially zero like if you're getting if you're playing real golf like zero and i think like this is sort of like a tangent like i was arguing with a buddy about this because i was asking every golfer that i knew this same question and he was saying well think of it this way like what is your max like your best possible real score there. Like if you played the best golf you could possibly play, would you break 90? And I was like, well, probably not. Like absolutely not. So thinking about that, like I understand the challenge here. And Kev, I understand what you're talking about where if if you're running out of time, you're going to eventually maybe have to play a hole straight up and that's going to be an issue. But I feel like in my brain, if you're on the green, and I will say this, like from when I'm thinking of myself, I don't think I'd have issues quickly hitting a drive that's acceptable. I do think the next shot like cannot even be in the green side like fringe like it has to be on the green because I don't think you could give me all day and I would never be able to chip a ball that stayed on the green. But I do think if I'm on the green and I'm putting and I can just rapid fire putt after putt after putt after putt after putt, I would either get lucky once or uh, get myself to a spot where I can quickly take par and move on to another hole. That's my sort of rationale for how there'd be just so much time and so many shots that this is this is possible. Not even possible, plausible, like plausible for everybody on this call. Yeah. By the way, not yeah. I think you can. I think you can make. I think pars is fine, but I think there's going to be a thirty foot putt that you take hundred and fifty to two hundred times, oh, and it just. Yeah, that's a lot of putts, dude. Like, come on now. Even like the hardest putt in the world. It's like I, I think take the, 20 I, of them. Then you could just right. get to get to within what 10 feet? Can you leave a 10-footer that you can then take unlimited shots from there? Yeah. No, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Yeah, if you have a 30-footer for Birdie, I, I'm saying that you I don't know if you make that. Right. You can, you can take yeah. 100 putts, and I don't think you make it. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Can you not stick? Like, can you not just stay in the fairway for, to get within thirty yards once from one hundred and eighty right. like, yards or so? You're pro- you're talking about your uh-huh. yeah, 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 dude. I, I like mean... I'm look and I, I know, like I understand, like pros don't hit it to within thirty feet, but like I'm looking at the first the first hole in the scorecard, four fifty five, and I know it's not a straight four fifty five, and pros use less than driver, which is our driver. I get that. You're going to have 160 yards ish, 170. Like that is possible, I think, within five real minutes. Like, think about how quickly you can hit balls on the range. Five real minutes, you can hit a ball within 20 feet, which I think for me is like 20, 25 feet, depending on the putt, is like the only way I would move on, like past that. I think anything longer than that is just not. Not birdieable, probably. Yeah, I think, no, I, think be, I think that's acceptable. Yeah, I think the stamina it's is the big eight, factor. Eight for hours, me. eight hours. I mean, you tire out. Like 
I mean, yeah, you know, and I, in eight hours, right. like, how long can you continue hitting like acceptable shots? And, I you got to get that recovery up. You got to get that recovery up. You got a caddy. You got a caddy at Augusta. Remember. Yeah, and you also are you also being like fed ball. Like, are they putting a ball yes. down for okay. you? Okay. Like, right, I I will also conditions. say in my in my brain in this hypothetical, I have somebody just dropping balls next to me when I when I demand them. Like, there's no cleanup. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think you'd spend seven hours in the fairway. <laughs> <laughs> like six, like six hours of the fairway. You, you to might get not be, you might not be wrong, but I don't, yeah. I don't want it to within, I, you know, I don't want it to within ten feet. And there, there are some holes that if you get unlimited shots, like these par fives are maybe not reachable, but like you can get close enough, I think, to have an easy birdie, like a a short wedge into a par five as your third shot, which you get unlimited times. You know, it's uh, that's and it's not because I think it would be easy. I just think it's it's like if you said six hours, that would be different. If you said like five hours, I would say absolutely not. Like it just if there was one hole where I couldn't use mulligans, I would say absolutely not. But under this exact prompt, I just think it's too many balls, too much time. Am I am I talking you into this? I mean, the fact that like I you'd have to birdie if you birdied every par five and i mean if you had these scenarios it'd be pretty easy to it, you could conceivably get a easier birdie on a par three just having unloaded shots at it I, number four um, is 240 that that would be a hole that i'd be worried i would be like yeah you could leave me there all night i know <laughs> that that's like that's like a, a chip a chip par like somewhere yeah so i mean you're already looking at probably at least two par fours that you need to get pars on and i just i'm oh, sorry birdies um i don't know you're you're talking me into more into the plausibility of it but i still think i just, i still think stamina is the biggest factor and like dude i'm tired by the 14th hole on a normal round i'm playing my own ball like you're, i don't <laughs> you but but again just playing devil's advocate here i i don't need to convince you but i think some of the t- some of the tired that i get in normal golf is because i'm either so angry or like just like the 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 need to like grind to like a good store just like the stress of worrying about your bad shot or or air a neck shot if you have like no pressure think, you don't think that like taking the same shot over and over like you would not get frustrated after I, hitting 10 bad shots i don't think so i, I mean i do it on the range every single time <laughs> i go to the range and it doesn't bother me so <laughs> just i mean how many times have you seen me there trying to hit a, a 70 yard uh, chip shot <laughs> that I've played over seven times in a row? I mean, it doesn't phase me. Yeah, I'm actually, no, I'm actually just, built for this. I'm built for this challenge. Okay. But my other, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess the strategy too, like you, I, I think, okay. I, to your point, Ed, like, I think that going into every shot and every hole you need to have like a clear cut picture of like how it's going so it to be like, it needs to be like very well thought out ahead of time into yep. like, this is what my acceptable shots going to be. And then I need to get there. I think if yep. you do that, um, then you have a shot at shooting a good score. I still don't think you get to minus nine, but I think that like minus five minus six is, is probably attainable. Fun to try. Maybe I'll do. Um, I'm I'm actually going to the practice round in April. Um, on Monday. So my buddy, my my 
my friend from work, he got tickets. He got four tickets to the practice on Monday. He won the lottery. I didn't know people won the lottery. I, I didn't know there was a thing. Yeah. I, I, thought I, was a I, only know, I only know you can lose it every yeah. year. So, <laughs> you, so you think they'll it. let you on the course for eight hours? Just yeah. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you guys mind just shutting this down for a little bit? You know in Home Alone 2 where uh, Marv and Harry, they go into the little houses and they camp in to- uh, and, um, what's his name's toy chest and um, yeah. Duncan's and toy he, chest. And they li- yeah, maybe yeah, I'll yeah. just do that. I'll just like, I'll like, I don't know, get a snorkel and just be underwater somewhere. And then yeah, like just, pop out and play and play overnight and see what I can just do. head to head to Race Creek and just go under the under yeah. The <laughs> see if anyone see if anyone sniffs me out. That's an um, amazing visual, but I also feel like does wouldn't Augusta just have like armed security like just patrolling every inch of Masters oh, Week? Like they, I think they have like a like a set of binoculars that they can see like people's bank accounts uh, over their right. heads. And like, if they saw, let's see like my little number over, over the water and be like, there's somebody in the freaking pond there. Yeah. Then they come out and get me. Uh, so no, they can smell poor there. You got to ask a, ask a pro maybe what they think as they're grinding through some of these holes. I, I just think with the proper plan and like, Kev, you nailed it. I think you got to say like, Okay, I need nine birdies or whatever. Here are my eight. Pa- like, I need to just, I'm just going to speed through these holes and just par them as quickly as possible because I don't want to try to birdie them. And with, with the proper plan and like I said, that much time, I think it's like a guarantee. I just, I do, but guarantee. Respect stuff. the other side. Respect <laughs> the other side. This will be, we, we've theorized making this the first surviving golf challenge at, a local municipal course. Uh, okay. And I don't know how you, how you asked to shut down a course for eight hours or bring enough balls to make this happen, but I would love to see like what this actually looks like. Cause if you can't do it at like Norwood country club, you probably can't do it at Augusta national. So. Hmm. Yeah. I would say um, you, if you're willing to spend some money, you book like the three or four tea times after you. Every single yeah, every <laughs> single group the whole day. Yeah. Um, maybe I mean, so that would be a way to do it. But uh I don't know. I don't think they probably see like no one show up to the team, be like, no, fuck this yeah. guy. I'm and just, and uh, just send a group like out. The one golfer is there, but you have a golfer with a gigantic range bucket and five other people like shagging your balls. Yeah, Not exactly the most low key. Yeah, that would be the other thing is just like getting just gathering all the balls. Yeah. Uh, uh you got to watch. Have you seen Portnoy play uh, Shinnecock, I believe, with the Unlimited Mulligans? Kev, I know I just sent you that video. Ryan, have you seen that? That's where I, um, when I saw that. Yeah. I remember that that little video series he had where he, like, quote unquote, won the US Open with the Unlimited Mulligans. If he can do, if he can make any birdie on any course, then I like it just it boosts my confidence. Didn't he get? He only got like six hours or something. He got they got they limited him. I think he did. He, he end up finishing the round. He finished well. He finished the first one. I think he went three under at Shinnecock, which ended up being uh, higher than the winning score there. And then he didn't finish Pebble Beach because he wasn't going to be able to uh, finish on time. And he, okay. he yeah, he just quit mid round. But he, he, I think he took four hundred mulligans on the first uh the first course and he only got three under yeah but he's so bad like (laughs) Like how bad i have to say though his game like the way he played on that shinnecock video versus the way he played in like the um 
the, the Ryder Cup. Cup. Yeah. He looked a lot better at Shinnecock than he did in the in the Ryder Cup. Like 100%. he actually looked he actually looked like he could like play like decent at, at Shinnecock, whereas the right he was like terrible. He's yeah. like falling over almost on every shot yeah. at the Ryder Cup. But yeah, no, it's it was but he I mean to the to your point, Ed, like he did not look he, he just looked like he was committed to being there for that long and it didn't seem to like frustrate him at all to take that many shots. I know they were like playing it like fast on loop and you weren't really watching maybe some of the frustration, I guess, but I don't know. I mean, long time, long time to be out there. It is. It is. I think after 10 missing the, like if you miss the green, like five, 10 times in a row with an iron, like I just get the yips and I would just be like, I, I don't know what to do anymore. That is, uh, I don't want to toot my own horn, but that's something that doesn't phase me at all. <laughs> missing, like I said, missing over and over and over does does nothing for me. But I, I do know what you mean. Like, like I said, I don't think, I, I said it's a guarantee. I do think it's a guarantee, but I don't think it's like an easy, like I think it would be negative nine and not better than that, probably. So I guess that's so you're saying you're guaranteeing you're getting the maximum is what you're saying. If I... If I played that challenge, which I think I can say that because it's never going to happen ever. But right. if I played that challenge, I think I could do that like 100% confidence. Okay, so there's a 100% chance you get 9 under and there's a 0% chance you get 10 under. I don't. Well, in my strategy, <laughs> I, in my strategy, I'd be not trying to get 10 under. I think if you're asking me my max score in eight hours, I think yes. I could go lower than that. Oh my god! Because it's like it's unlimited balls, Ryan. It's unlimited. <laughs> it's golf not balls. unlimited muscle power. It's like, <laughs> I. It's a great debate because we're never going to be able to test it. That's right. Never so I can say yes, exactly. <laughs> you can which say you the, shoot eighteen under, which is the perfect debate to have, where neither one of us can prove our point ever. So it's great. As Everybody's opposed right. to. As opposed to saying you could fist fight a bear and win, that Correct. may you may encounter that at some point in your life. There right. is a scenario. There's there's a more likely chance you get in a fight with a bear than you playing an uninterrupted eight hour eight hour hundred Augusta National. 100%. That's actually that's actually surviving golf challenge. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> if you pass level one, I think if if I disagreed with somebody vehemently enough, I'd just be like, all right, go fight a bear then, and then you could make that happen. But you could you could challenge me to go do this, and I could not accomplish that. It's just not. I would effort, but I would ask that person to go try and fight a bear, and then we'll. But I think we can rule it out if we happen to be able to pull it off at some like local golf course. Uh, and yes, the results are just so staggeringly the other way. Then we can rule it out. I think. I, I think that's, or, uh, that's well, let's a just safe see assumption. What, let's just see what happens. Yeah, but it's a safe assumption. Yeah, assumption. All right. Cool. <laughs> We're ready to get on to what this podcast is has become, which is the NFL Picks podcast. Um, we are we are coming off another uh, challenging week for for yours truly, Kev. You had an excellent four and one. Uh, SJR guest went three and two uh, for the year. I am down to forty four percent winning. Kev, you're at fifty three, still near that magical sharp number, which I believe is fifty four is like the the elite elite percentage. Fifty five, I think. Yeah. All right, all right. So a little ways oh. to go. Uh, Ryan, we've only had one. The first guest to appear and do this went five and zero, oh, and nobody has been able to accomplish that since. So, okay. big shoes to fill. Uh, we asked you to pick five. What's your first? 
doesn't have to first. go in order of like doesn't have to be you know your most sure or whatever just a- any order you want but you're fine I, uh, I got my i got my rankings here so i got it's weird because like i have obviously i my i picked the game so i have my 15 that i like and then i don't know if the remaining 15 all follow the same way like uh i might like uh titans or whatever more than like, i don't know the reverse doesn't always correlate so we'll see what happens if you guys take some of my picks and i'll get into the deep stuff but my number one for, for this week was texans minus three and a half i think that i got the lines from cbs so hopefully they match um but i think the jets are terrible they can't even get zach wilson to play quarterback for them they cut tim boyle like I, I just don't see them losing by less than four. All right, all right. I've been and a big, can... I've been a big Jets fan all week. I'm not on this one. I couldn't go back to the well with with this. I just don't. I've never. We we've dealt with like the new head coach scenario and how that boosts teams. We've dealt with like quarterback changes. I've never seen the injury to the starter into the return of a quarterback that everybody hates into being benched for a quarterback that everybody likes, but is so bad that they have to go back to the do that everybody hates scenario before. So I left it alone, but I have been a big jets fan, uh, jets betting fan all year. So I don't, I don't know. I didn't touch it. I didn't touch it. Are you on it? Yeah. Uh, I I, I wanted to be on the jets here. Um, but I, I just couldn't do it. That the the Jets Falcons game last week was just absolutely atrocious. That's atrocious. a lo- that's a low point. That's a low point. Yeah. It's, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, I mean the the one o'clock. If you look, just look at the one o'clock slate of games for this this whole week. It is absolutely just an atrocious viewing. I mean the, the probably even looking at the starting quarterbacks, the best game is yep. probably uh, Colts. Bengals. So it's right. like Gardner Minshew and and Jake, Jake Browning. Jake like Browning is is like appointment viewing. That's probably right. like the best quarterback matchup of the one o'clock slate. CJ CJ Beathard versus Joe Flacco. You don't like that. You don't like that one right there. I'm on. I am on that game. Oh um, my god. Oh dude, come on. What are you yeah. doing? Wait. All right. was, you're you're yeah. on the Texans officially though. Yeah. Kev. Kev. I mean. Oh, okay. You pick. No, I'm on not. That? No, no. Okay. No, I got I'm you. Not, I got you. I'm not on that game. No. I got no. you. I got you. No. All right. Go ahead, dude. My turn? Okay. I will go uh, – well, we brought that game up. Okay, so I'll go with um, the Colts. I'm going to take them minus one at home against the Bengals. Um, Bengals obviously coming off a, uh impressive Monday night victory. Um, I don't know if they win that game if Trevor Lawrence doesn't um, go out injured. I think, you know, there's a chance. Their, their defense looked very bad. Um and I like I sort of like what the Colts have been doing. I think their coach um, has done a really nice job. I think he's has a shot to win Coach of the Year. Um, and I think there's just a lot of Cincy hype coming off that that Monday night win. So I'm going to go with the other side and take the Colts. I like that. I'm I'm nowhere near that game. I don't want any uh, any action on Minshew versus uh, Browning. Um, so I'll, I'll walk you through my process of this. So first of all, I'm in another pick league. We pick one over, one under, a favorite and a uh, underdog. Yeah. Um, I'm under 500. I could have picked all four picks from the same game and just gone two and two, and I would have been better yep. spot than I am now. That's so, exactly how I feel right now. Yeah. So I get so it. Everything I say is going to be questionable at best. So the five and zero oh is probably not reachable for me. 
it's much like a nine under for anybody trying to play Augusta. That's, the, uh, hey, we'll the see. Process. We'll see. I'm going to do that. <laughs> the process for this was I took all the games and then I like, I just put to the left side, like games I liked and then just in general and then games on the right where I'm like, I don't want anything to do with this yeah. game. The Bengals and Colts was one of those that I moved to the right. Yep. And then I slaughtered them in after I got my good ones. They come in, they came in like I think I like the Bengals actually. I'd like, but that's the ninth. That would have been my ninth pick. Got you. Yeah. I think if I had to choose, I would have been on the Colts. But like I said, I just don't I don't want any piece of that. It's just an ugly, ugly game overall. Um my yeah, this this one's probably gonna be ugly too. Uh I like the Lions uh minus three and a half at Chicago. Um the Lions have sort of reeked of fraudulence the last couple of weeks, uh, but the Bears stink. Um, and the Lions, I think, if maybe maybe I thought they were elite and they may not be that, but they certainly don't stink. Um, I do think there will be sort of a revenge factor for. I know they beat the Lions a couple of weeks ago, but or sorry, they beat the Bears a couple of weeks ago, but probably not a game they should have won. Uh, I do think this will be sort of a statement game to prove that that was a fluke a fluke effort. So I just like it under anything under a touchdown. I would have liked that. So I'll take that. I'm with you there, Ed. Nice. Um, nice. Feels very, feels very trappy. It uh, does. I, felt, I thought last week, I thought last week felt very trappy against the saints when they jumped out to a 21 point lead in like seven minutes. That was nice. Yep. And then almost blew it. Um, yep. But they came through and covered. So I'm going to ride with them again one more week. Um, it makes me a little nervous, but because Detroit, they, they definitely have some, some holes and, and don't always play up to their potential. But um, I think overall, most of the time they are better than Chicago. So uh, yeah, I'll go with them as well. Yeah. Like curiously low. Yeah. Suspiciously yeah. low. I would say yeah. cover uh, spread there, but that's a, that's a spread. You'll care. Like, what do they know that right. I don't? Right. I, I looked at that. That's my second game on the board. Um, would right. the Lions. So you're, um, you're welcome to gonna... duplicate by the way, no, no, if no, you no. want to. All right. No. All right. We'll go for Eddie. All right. Um, my next, I'm gonna go probably stupid here. Um, but Dolphins minus thirteen and a half. I don't. I don't. The Titans aren't good. They're real. They're really really not. Um, I think Derrick Henry has a concussion. I don't know if he's gonna play. Um, and it's the Dolphins are just they're really fucking good. And I don't think the Titans have any. Well, Rabel always gets his guys up for like a few games that he shouldn't. And it's just like so annoying. So I don't know. It seems like a trap as well, but I'm going for it. I'm on the other side of it. How high would that line have to be for you to take, to not take the dolphins, anything over 14? Um, I don't really think about it that much (laughs) to be honest. Um, I just saw dolphins, good Titans, bad. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say, yeah, probably anything over 14 and start. I'm going to say like, 15 and a half i'd probably be like yeah i don't i don't know if that's worth it i'm on the titans um interesting yeah and i sort of know like so in my brain i the dolphins i i don't think are like elite but i do think they beat the crap out of bad teams and the titans are bad but this feels like you alluded to it like one of the Vrabel games where they just find a way to get a weird turnover or something. And then like you always say in these big spreads for the most part, and the dolphins have actually overcome this exact theory. But if the Titans can somehow go up, let's just say 10, nothing 
like you got a pretty good shot of of covering that or frankly like if they just score 14 points like i, I sort of like that too um yeah so i'm on the titans just because it's it's too many points i don't think they have any shot of actually winning that game outright but um, I do think Derrick Henry is going to play. He's not actually concussed is what I read right before I wrote that down. Um, if he doesn't play, my opinion would change significantly. But I do think this is a game where they can maybe just at least hold the ball long enough to not get blown out of the building. But we'll see. Also potential for a, a total one-sided affair there. Weird. That's a double Monday nighter, by the way. Dolphins. Yeah. That's a, what a yeah. weird. All right. Yeah, it's not a great slate there. No. Um all right. My my I just gave my number two. All right. Kev, have at it if you want it. Okay. I'll take it. Yep. Um all right. I'm going I'm gonna go back to the well um with Seattle. Uh this is a tough game, you know, on the road at San Francisco. Ten and a half point spread. Um, so that's a lot of points. San Francisco coming off back-to-back pretty much beatdowns, obviously, this past week uh, over the Eagles. And then two weeks ago, actually, against the Seahawks in Seattle. Uh, but I'm going to go um, – I'm going to go with Seattle anyway. I just think they – this is a nice bounce-back spot. I think that the – you know, people are super high on, on San Francisco right now, obviously, given the – I think that leads into a little bit of the large spread. The, the – 10 over 10 points in a divisional matchup is, is quite a bit, especially for a team that I think is, um, you know, at least solid in the Seattle Seahawks. So I'm, I'm going to willing to take the points again. Could it be a blowout? Yes, of course. Um, but I'll take the risk. I love it. I stayed away from it, but you know what side I would be on when, when the Seahawks are involved, I just know they like can't possibly cover two games in a row. And that's literally the, the rationale I use to stay away. But Geno Smith cannot possibly play worse than he did two weeks ago. I'm hoping so. We'll, we will see. Yeah, I I love uh, I love the freaking team, but yeah, I just I don't want any part. San Francisco looks like real angry right now. It's tough to <laughs> tough to bet against them. Where in the flowchart of NFC West coaches does this one fall? Does um, Shanahan always beat Pete? Okay, yeah, yeah for me, for me, he does. Okay. Because I know there's like, are you, there's are you like, talking about uh, actual record or who do we think? Oh, is like the better coach? no, there's like a there's I, I forget. Um, oh, I don't I don't know if there's what the actual record is. If you're asking me my opinion of of the two coaches, I oh, think okay. Shanahan is like way better. I'm not sure no, what their yeah. head to head is. I think there was there's like um there's the with the Cardinals or not the Cardinals with um San Fran, L.A. and in Seattle. There's like this flowchart of like who is who owns who normally, and I don't remember which one this one applies to or i don't remember you know which direction it goes it's a weird division too where i feel like some of those records probably get skewed because like the niners they just got the third pick like two years ago like it's weird like they were the like one of the worst teams in the league like very recently uh the rams just bounced up and down too. like these teams either like contend for super bowls or at at the bottom of the league it's it's a really weird division i feel like it is yeah it's definitely i mean the Rams are kind of in a limbo period right now. They're probably yeah. in the playoffs, but yeah. um, it is it is strange the way those teams move around. All right. Uh, Ryan, what's your third? Third. Okay. Um, so this is more of like, um, 
Oh man, I I want to pick this. I want to pick this game, and I think I'm going to go. I, I just think the Cowboys are going to beat the Eagles. I don't know why. I I'm going to take the Cowboys. I hate the picks so much, um, but I just think the Eagles like they're. I mean, they were what ten and one, and like now it's going to be some regression. Their defense looks terrible. Cowboys offense looks very very good. Um, I just. I don't know. I think I see the Eagles still in this backslide right now. I'm on Philly. You're both on Philly. I'm on. He, you're you're off it, right? I'm off the game. Yeah. Okay. Where where would you have been? I would have been on Dallas. All right. Yeah. The hook though. That's where that's where I was like uh, three and a half. I, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm on the Eagles. It's uh, more than a field goal is too many points. I also think the Eagles are going to win this game outright. Um. I'm a little worried about there is a correlation between playing San Fran and losing the next week because it's such a physical game. Like I know like their opponents the following week always get beat up. Um, but I think Philly has like owned Dallas recently. And I just I, I like, you know, the Eagles offensive line can neutralize like the Dallas pass rush. And I don't think those guys are going to be able to cover uh, Philly's guys. Um, so I just I, like I always just think in that matchup of teams, I like how the Eagles match up better. Um, and I certainly like them in like a bounce back spot. Um, probably very sore, uh, like butt hurt over that loss. Um, the game of the week last week. So, yep, on Philly. So Ryan, one of us is going to have a real shitty week. And one it's going to have a real that one's a win win. So. Uh, well, we were both on Lions. Uh, at least it was that. But um, this is a win win for me, just because like if they lose, if Dallas loses horribly, which I could definitely see happening, then Dak Prescott's like, I mean, you the. I think the conversation is almost over about him. Be, first of all, him being MVP and it's a him weird being a conversation. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what's elite? Wait, where's the where's the, elite the second thing you said? Oh, um, no, if he's a, like with him being elite, because like he beats up on bad teams usually, and I don't know, he's in this string of very high performance right now. So if he gets blown up by the Eagles, it's probably like oh, same old deck. What's the elite cutoff? I don't know. I think Dak's really good. <laughs> is he better than like? Do you like him better than like Tua? Um, do I like Dak better than Tua? Probably not. All right. People love Tua. <laughs> are crazy. <laughs> People are crazy. I saw the one video of him that was reversed and saw, him, so he's throwing right-handed, and I was sold. It. It is weird, right? Well, I Kev, yeah. you always say this about Penix in college, right? It just like he looks weird throwing the ball. I think Tua looks yeah. weird throwing the ball. Like if you just mirror them, is it different or does it just look weird because we never so it's, see? It's interesting when I watched the uh, the Pac-12 championship, I was like, okay, it's actually not as bad as I thought. But in pre, I had watched him in a couple games previously, and I just like couldn't. I'm like that. That can't be like a real his actual throwing motion. Like it just looks so <laughs> so short on. But um, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just part of it's definitely the lefty thing. Um, but I don't know. It's weird that yeah, people have such an aversion to lefty throwing, lefty throwing a football. But lefty and like the lefty swing for baseball or like golf is put above the righty swing for some reason. Like it just. Some people say it's more visually appealing. Like Ken Griffey Jr., if he's right-handed, right. do people still say the same things about his swing? Maybe. I don't know. That is that's an interesting. I do think lefties are like way more aesthetically pleasing in right. baseball only. Not huh. golf. Golf is it just, yeah. 
is no, it no, just like the, fre- like the sure. frequency of it though is because they're just like not as pop like you just don't see them as often do you think or is it i don't know, I don't know. yeah maybe the rarity of it yeah i don't know yeah, but I you guess. don't see but you don't see lefty quarterbacks as often either it looks terrible i don't know right yeah, it's just weird maybe those two are just not good at throw or good at throwing the ball but not good at not aesthetically pleasing throwing the ball i don't know where yeah. i'm not trying to both those guys are good but all right Weird, interesting, interesting theory. Next surviving golf challenge is uh, loaded up <laughs> number, right there. Number three, number yeah. three. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, I have all right. I have two more. Um, so I think we're all all through three. Uh, I like um, in what I feel like is another trap line and another like sucker's bet here. Taking the other ugly uh, Monday night game. I want the Packers uh, minus six and a half at the Giants. Um, it's too few points in this game. Uh, I don't know when we forgot that the Giants were awful um, just because they beat the much more awful Patriots. Like, like let's not forget they're still starting Tommy DeVito. And, um, you know, I am a little worried about like a letdown spot for the Packers, like after that Chiefs game, like huge win. Um, but this is like a really soft opponent. So even if they let down, like I, I just think they'll score too many points for the Giants to to cover this game. So, yeah, give me the Packers. I like that. Ed. Yeah, I didn't, um, I didn't take the game, but the Packers look real good, man. I don't know, I don't know if they're as legit as they looked last week, but we'll see. Yeah, that was like just as an just as much an indictment on the Chiefs, I think, as it was like a like a big time game for the Packers. Just Thank God, to finally. See. It's about damn time, man. <laughs> I swear to God, like I, I'm sure you can imagine this, but after that uh, late hit call on Mahomes, yeah, like on that laugh dude. drop, I was like, "Here, such we bullshit. Fucking go again." They, like, they got a little, a little redemption with the uh, yes, the, the pass, pass interference is just absolutely brutal. Um, but, but then I don't know, I don't know how you guys feel about this, but they were making on commentary like a really big deal about the hail mary, like half shove, and how that should have been pass interference, and I just like could not believe that argument was being thrown on TV. Like it just didn't look, didn't look interference like in real speed. Like Kelsey didn't even get up and argue. I watched two Patriots receivers get uh, thrown on the ground in that Super Bowl against the Eagles on their way to a Hail Mary. I just feel like that's like a no flag play. Yeah, you can't. Unless really it's like crazy. If you, if you start opening up a can of worms and calling pass interference on plays like that, it's like I just don't like. There's no a game, way a game's to just never it. a game's yeah. never over. Yeah, it's just never yeah. over. So it is weird that there is an unspoken rule about like this one play is just do yeah. whatever. Right, um, unless it's like unless it's like literally just insane, like you're like pulling somebody down or something. Like I just think there's so there are five people going for the same ball. Like what is it going to look like other right. than? some contact it's just weird right it's impossible i mean it's probably impossible to avoid it um but the the, the staggering part about it is the stark contrast between that and how it's called for the rest of the 99 percent of the game right so i think that's what people have an issue with it's like right. we could well, probably do do with some more of that more towards 100 that, percent. You know? that's one of my issues with soccer is the different rules so, so inside the box the foul uh, the foul the bar to get a foul is much yes. much higher as opposed yeah. outside the box so um, just how it's policed in different areas always uh, – it's just a struggle for me as a, as a sports fan. It's just, yeah. you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't add to the viewing experience. It yeah. kind of makes it – Right. Yeah, I don't know. If it's, and, if, and I feel like NFL officiating has been like 
it's always like bad, but I feel like exactly to your point, Ryan, like it's been what's been bad about it this year is just the stark inconsistency from like game to game, week to week, like team to team, like every ref crew, I feel like refs every single thing differently. And you just have no idea what to expect. And yeah. like big, big calls this year, like like game changing either like a like affirmatively bad calls or like negligently non calls like as much as i hate the chiefs like that is the, like one of the easiest pass interference penalties like i've ever seen to call that was and, wild that get a flag I, and that get a flag in our flag football game. i was right, that's when right. you have to 100% <laughs> you have to call that 100% and like how many times like i almost feel like at the end of every incomplete pass like it's not an incomplete pass until you have to wait like three full seconds. Like, is that little flag graphic about to show up at the bottom of the screen or not? And when that one went incomplete, I was like, well, all right, like we're now we're fucked. Like I'm the the chiefs are going to win this game. And yeah, thankfully it's a a one for one makeup call almost on the late hit. So great. But anyway, yeah, Packers minus six and a half after all that at the, at the giants. So I'm on the uh, Packers as well. So I'm not going to take it here, but um, yeah, we're, we're in line there. All right, cool, good. Whoever right, wants it, me? yeah, whoever wants it. it. All right, um, okay, I'm gonna go with uh, the Minnesota Vikings on the road, uh, playing the Raiders plus three. Uh, I believe Justin Jefferson is coming back. They did not look very good, um, two weeks ago. I know Dobbsy getting a lot of love, um, did not look good against the Bears, uh, two Monday nights ago, I believe, but I. I like them in a nice bounce back spot here. Um, and yeah, I'll go with that. I'm on it with you, Kev. It's uh, yeah, just too few points for me. Um, I, I think the four, four interceptions is concerning, uh, but like a bye week here to sort of actually learn the offense, getting the best receiver in the NFL back helps as well. Um, and it's like, for me, it's as much a bet for, uh, uh, gambling on the Vikings as it is gambling, like just fading the Raiders, who I think are are like toast. So, um, that's right. New- I forgot about I forgot about the Vikings coming off the bye week too. That's um, yeah, I meant to mention that also. Good point. Yeah. All right. Love it. I didn't. I didn't like this game. I just didn't want to pick it because it sounds like a poopy game. Yeah. You yeah. can't. You also just can't get the Vikings right. So it's a good reason to stay away too. Yes. All right. Brian, on to you, man. All right. Um, let's see. I got two games in between here. Um, I think I'm actually going to go Broncos plus two and a half. I don't think the Chargers are very good. And I think they've proven that like a bunch. <laughs> um, and I don't know what to feel about the Broncos. Um, but I, I like them getting points. I Yeah. Against the Chargers. I just I don't think the Chargers are pretty good. And I feel bad. I like Justin, I like Justin Herbert, but. I don't like the Chargers. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd even that, uh, even that convincing win, six nothing win, didn't. Uh, <laughs> I <laughs> didn't move my needle. No, can we? I knew I knew a couple guys at that game. Unfortunately, oh, oh my god! <laughs> is there a worse Glenn, experience Glenn's in life than what just happened? <laughs> like that? Like you're sitting in the cold all like all day to watch that on the field, raining too, right? It wasn't yeah, good. raining, freezing. <laughs> I've just, been to two. I've been to two Patriots games. The first, or no, the yeah, the first one was Week 17 against the Miami Dolphins, and it was oh. blistering cold. <laughs> and Legarrette Blunt rushed for like 200 yards or something, and it was a boring game, and I was miserable. The whole it was too cold to drink. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the second game was week four against the Bills when they lost 16 nothing, and Jacoby Brissett had a broken hand or whatever. Oh, my God. I remember that, that game. was a miserable oh, experience. God. But it wasn't cold. Um, yeah. But it was... I mean, I'd rather watch that game again than have to go back to it, then go watch them lose six nothing to the Chargers in the rain. Yep. The the uh, the tickets for that Chargers game were down to ten dollars on StubHub before kickoff. Wow. And I have to be honest, like I couldn't have gone either way, but they're not you like not for free. Like there's just no no like there's no amount of money that I could have been compensated to spend that day there. But I will say masterful tanking job by Belichick these last couple of weeks. It's been it's been amazing. We're setting defensive records every single week right now and still losing. It's incredible. This has been a phenomenal job. And if you're not in on Bill for being able to turn it on and off like this, like this is this is how it's done. This is chess, not checkers here. Keep keep one side of the ball elite, but keep the other side of the ball so desolate that it doesn't even matter. It's one of the weirder seasons a team has had. Like I'm trying, I know like obviously the Lions losing every game was in terms of weirdness, like not completely unheard of because they're so bad. Yeah, Um, but they were bad everywhere. Probability this, yeah, the this is the among the weirder seasons I've seen a team have. It's not not been enjoyable for sure. Um, I will say I sort of was like having fun rooting against them a little bit like on Sunday, like watching them drive to like score there. Like it was amazing to to be on the other end of that. Like I need to do what's best for the team. But I was like, come on, Chargers, get a stop right here. Like, what, what are we doing? <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's great. When I thought for one moment that but Devontae Parker had he made two incredible plays in that game. The first, if you all remember, is Tyquan Thornton took a reverse, had open field. And instead of making the block that would have sprung Thornton for the touchdown, Parker was running next to him with the one up, like celebrating, like as he was getting tackled. That was incredible. And then the number two was the long bomb that he caught on the uh, what would have been the game winning drive that I thought for a moment, I was like, you're going to make this fucking catch now, like at this point in the season to do this. Thankfully, he's out of bounds, but just like that's what I'll remember about that game is yeah, that he looked initially he looked initially like he was going to be in bounds, and then he had right. just like kind of falling on the guy, and then right. not it's just perfect. touching the yeah perfect. <laughs> it's like there's no way you can make that after all the plays you haven't made. There's like, a big drop. Do it now. There's a big deep ball drop also. Thor like, right? through the hands by Thor. Thor. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Just great. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Currently number two, rooting for the Panthers have a bunch of divisional games coming up. Like, can you please just steal one of these freaking games, please? It might be be this week. We'll see against the Saints. Five and a half, I think that line's at. Yeah. Uh, Not unheard of. Yeah. They're so bad, though, dude. It's so tough. I think they covered covered last week against the – who they played last week? They did cover. They played Atlanta, maybe? No, Atlanta played the Jets. Oh, yeah. Um – if only there was a way I could look it up. <laughs> they're they're oh, they the box. They played oh, the box. That's yeah. right. Oh <laughs> man, they had chances to win that game. Yeah. Oh, they are they are like hopelessly bad, but like just one time pull it out, man. Gotta do it. You want to see Bryce Young get something going and then hopefully bring them to a win. Because that that's good for Carolina if Bryce if he shows flashes and then also good for the Patriots. Um this is the last game I had on my 
whole sheet not to oh, the Panthers. This, I just did not. <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to think about this game. This Jameis, this game I think a Jameis, right? Jameis, Jameis was like a beat up team versus uh, the Bryce. two the two headed monster Jameis and tight and um and Taysom. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Jameis can Jameis can put keep the Panthers in it, man. Oh. All right, I got some couple, hope for that. Dial up a couple pick sixes. A hundred percent. He's capable. All right, I'm I'm out of picks, so it's on whatever one of you guys wants to finish it out here. Oh, okay. Ryan, um, you go first. Okay, I am going to finish off uh, with my boy Joe Flacco and the oh. Cleveland Browns. Uh, <laughs> that feels like another trappy one, but at home minus three. Uh, yeah, I think the. I don't think that I, – I hope I'm wrong about this, but I think, unfortunately, Trevor Lawrence might be done for the season. Uh, we'll see. I just don't think you have that kind of, like, reaction that he had to getting hurt um, and not know that you're done for the season. But, obviously, I'm not a doctor, so I don't know. Um, but I like uh, – I think the Browns can cover the three at home. Um, so, yeah, I'll go with that for my final pick. Would you like it at three and a half? I'll give you the three. It's at three and a half right now. Okay. Um, just curiously. I, I would prefer the three. Yes. <laughs> I think uh, I had it as three as well. Lawrence okay. has got a chance to play this weekend from what I've read today. Um, I don't, I think that's a little far fetched, but maybe he'll, you know, I don't think it, I don't think it ended up being as bad as it yeah. initially looked. Cause when he threw his helmet, like got up, couldn't get up, and then like threw his helmet and was all like, yeah, upset. Like I was like, oh shit, he knows it's like super bad. But yeah, I don't think it's, I don't think it's that bad. But who was it last year? It was, um, Someone missed not much time with a high ankle sprain last year. I don't know. They've high ankle sprains used to be like a five week thing, and now they're like, right. oh, maybe they can play next week. Thing. I don't know. Right. I think it was the yeah. the um, there's some sort of surgery they can do now, but yeah, it's it's wild. But I, I don't I don't see why. I don't think they can beat the Browns without without uh, without Trevor. Yeah, C.J. Bethard, I think is the uh, the backup. he had a few game he had a few good games for San Fran. Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. I'll take the last one. Um, I think we need at least one of us on the New England game. So I'm going to uh, take, the, I'll take the paths with the points. All right. Because, wow. I mean, it's, dude, it's Mitch Trubisky. I, like, I, uh, I'm so worried about this game, dude. I'm so <laughs> worried that they might win. Yeah. Yeah. I'm so concerned. I'm so concerned. When was the last time Mitch Trubisky threw a pass in a game? <laughs> he, attempted to last week and it did okay. not look, did Sorry, not look I mean, pretty before last week but yeah, yeah. i did not look pretty um i just think they're like six points is too many to give a team that's constantly in it and they shouldn't be yep no i i agree with that like line valuation entirely it was weird it was so weird to see the patriots get that many points like they got less against the chargers with herbert they're gonna get more with Trubisky in the st- the explosive Steelers offense. <laughs> I I do have a hard time believing we're not in for like I, multiple strip sacks and turnovers. Yeah, against this defense. I, I just think yeah, I just think it's the de- I think it's the Steelers defense. I don't see how the Patriots are really going to score. But oh, and Stevenson's out. I think right. Yeah, he is. How do you feel yeah. about the over under at thirty? total points in this I game. I think it's I think it's under. coming further down. 100%. Hammer, <laughs> hammer the I'm, under. I'm like a it's a guaranteed under 30. It's like an Iowa <laughs> game right now. It's unbelievable. Yep. Hammer I, the under, hammer over on punts. 
I don't think we've ever seen this many NFL totals in the low 30s as we've seen this year, right? It's been a weird matchup. We're seeing like so many weird quarterback situations. Like, have we seen this many backups or like just unsure, like late trades, like weird, a bunch of backups? I saw saw a stat like three or four weeks ago. It was something like the number of starting quarterbacks in the league up to this point. And it was something like 52 or something, which was actually like right on par or like just under the two previous years. So I feel like it's like this misconception every year. Although the last like two to three weeks has been like, that we've added on like 10 more. So right. uh, I'm sure it's been more now, but um, I don't know. Maybe it's like more just incompetence than like Zappy versus, versus Trubisky are just two <laughs> terrible quarterbacks. Bryce Young and Jameis Winston, uh, Baker Mayfield and Desmond Ritter, Gardner Mitchell against Jake Browning, CJ Beathard against Joe Flacco. Like these are some incre- just incredibly poor <laughs> like matchups here, but. 30 is still another level bad like that is that's i think i know it's the lowest total in like 20 years i i don't i don't remember what football was like like that like i think i do like i remember watching it but was was it ever this desolate like that's uh so that's a on on brand league and and we've talked we've talked about like the the way the way that the officiating has skewed and it's to to skew towards more points 100 percent play is the play just like that bad that we're just not getting it, or I I don't know, but um, I don't know. hey, Brady said it's the rule, like the rules for don't force guys to be that good anymore was his argument. I don't I don't yeah. like it's a little like self serving, and it's always it's always like sort of comes off as haterish to see like a former former player, uh rip on things that like the current players had nothing to do with like they have nothing to do with the rule changes but i also like mostly always agree with them regardless i mean he was saying that like you had to actually be like super accurate as a quarterback so that you didn't get your guy injured or hit hit hard or, or subject him to punishment um where now like the punishment has just been like like outlawed so you don't really have to be as accurate or think about it as much and I don't know if that's it, but like the quarterback play is down. Other than like those, like you know, those super elite guys, it's been it's been tough to watch. Yeah, well, I think Brady was hyper conscious of it too, because that was like he was always throwing low to to make sure guys weren't getting hit. Um, I remember my dad would always get pissed at Peyton Manning because any it was total confirmation bias because Peyton Manning's one of the most accurate quarterbacks of all time. But anytime he threw a guy into a hit, he's like, "Oh, he always does that." It's like yeah. I don't know if that's true. Yeah. But, <laughs> Seven thousand yards. This yeah, season. he's got like tons of receivers yeah. who have like had really great careers and stayed healthy for the most part. So I don't know if he's getting people, you know, getting people blown up all the time. But um, definitely was something to notice with Brady, like because he was so conscious of it. But I, I think with the, um, yeah, with the rules combined with just how much they've changed offenses in terms of motioning and getting guys away from defenders is also a factor. Um, I don't know if it's purely the rules, but there's other stuff that they're accounting for that. I mean, there's, and then there's also like coaches that are running with running with wide receivers a lot. And then you're just asking them to get hit. So, you know, I mean, I know that doesn't take the quarterback into account, but definitely injury related. 
hundred percent. And I think it's systemic, like to your point, like the, the motion has, you know, forced defenses to get like smaller and faster. And that's sort of taken out some of like the old school, like hitters too. So it's like, it, I guess one sort of goes hand in hand with the other, but it overall leads to, I think less or, you know, very few like super old school, like across the middle collisions that we used to see like all the time, but Definitely. yeah, not let's entertainment. Well, dude, we are uh, all got our five here. Um, I don't know if any of us can go five. I don't know if multiple people can go five and zero, oh, but um, you know, we'll see if so I don't. I don't think the math allows that. But Ryan, thanks, man, for coming on. This was a uh, this is a good little hour right here. Um, good stuff as always. The golf golf was very fun to get into. Uh, yeah, great performance. We'll have to get you on again soon. Yeah, absolutely. Um, appreciate you guys having me. It was a lot of fun. Cool. All right, boys. Good luck. Peace.